Oh, dude, the gas returns. Dude, I'm out of control as well because Lisa's away. Lisa went away today and <clears throat> with the kids. So it's like yeah. me and George <laughs> the dog. You know, it's anything yeah. could happen. Anything could happen. I'm just, I, I'm trying to, yeah. Like generally when Lisa goes. And George doesn't care. He doesn't care. No. George doesn't care if you're on talk base. He, he's, he's cool either way. Exactly. And like in general, when Lisa goes away, I have all of these visions of like all of this stuff that I'm going to do. It's going to be amazingly productive. It's going to be a good, it's going to be great. Yeah. And what actually happens is that I turn into a um, like 13 year old child. That's what actually happens. I stay yeah. up way too late. <laughs> do I mean like eat just junk? This is it's horrendous. Yes. So, yeah. So, but this time it's going to be different. I'm going to be in bed at eight thirty every night. I'm going to be getting up at five thirty. That's if I can stick. Are to you that, serious? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I'm going to try and do. <laughs> I'll check in on you after a couple of days and see where you're at, dude. <laughs> so, okay, you're getting up. You're getting up at five, five thirty. What, what are we doing? Are we riding the Peloton? Are we? Are we? Are we taking a run? You're just getting up and getting ready for the day. What's the? What's the routine? I am going to get up. I'm going to have some breakfast. I'm going to work my face off for three hours. Three hours. Then uh-huh. I'm going to have a break. Okay. Go running, stuff like that, stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I know you're lying, dude. That's how I know you're lying. (laughs) I never saw I never said that this was thought through. Oh, hey, listen, I, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not prescribing and I'm not saying I'm doing any of the things I said. I'm just seeing where you're at in terms, like I, my family keeps telling me like, hey, is Scott riding that Peloton yet? Because when he does, that means that you better be jumping back on. <laughs> Are you still not on it? back on it yet? No. No, dude. But listen, uh, listen, I, <laughs> the, the plan is yes. It just hasn't happened yet. I look at it every day. I go, God damn it. I, because when I get back on it, uh, the, the hope and the dream is to stay on it. Yeah. yeah. I just don't want to commit to it. Like, I'm just like, ah, oh, maybe one more day. Oh, it's terrible, dude. It's terrible, but it's true. And every day your wife's getting on there and just like nailing it, right? Every day. Every, every single day. Yes. It's like my wife and my mother and my sister no. and my father. They all I'm the only dude. I am the only one in the family. I'm the black sheep that like doesn't do it. And they're all talking about their numbers and their stats and oh, who their favorite instructor is. Get and, out. And I'm like, ah, shut up. All <laughs> yes, of them. dude. Yes. Every single one of my family rides the freaking Peloton dude every day. And I'm not talking like, you know, two or three times a week. No, they're like heavy, hardcore. So I just know that when I get back to it, I need to stay with it. That is so So it's just easier to like not start. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, man. Yeah, because if you, if you start again, that's it. You can't quit for a second time. You'd just be like... You'd be an embarrassed. Exactly. You'd be just like, get out nope. of my family, man. <laughs> yep. So, so right. Exactly. Yeah. I would be, I would totally be like cast out. Yeah. You know, so I need to like, right now, I just need to eat all the chips and I need to drink all the drinks and I need to like get it out of my system. <laughs> like, is it, I, so, I, because when it's back to the Peloton, God. I wonder yeah. if you're, le- are you leaving it to 2022? Like subconsciously, are you like, you know what? I've got a few months 
I'm just going to gorge. And then 2022 oh. is when it's going to happen. You know, I hadn't thought that, but that's a good idea, Scott Devine. <laughs> <laughs> like that idea. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, oh, maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe by mid-October, but I'm like, oh, 2022, yes, yes. Yeah. That's what I'm going to tell the family. Guys, 2022 is going to be my year. 2022. Oh, man, I would get one. Like, I definitely would get one. I was talking to Aaron about it. If anybody doesn't know Aaron, Aaron's um, heads up part of the marketing team over SBL. And we were speaking the other yes. day. And I was like, dude, I'm, I was really into the Peloton idea. But apparently the delivery times were just awful. So, like, you'd book one or you'd oh. like, buy one. And then it, it, it would take them, like, I don't know, six months or something. Like, now, maybe this isn't happening anymore. Oh, because, God. But that was definitely in, in the kind of in the midst of the COVID shenanigan meltdown thing that was going on, that was actually right. happening. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely up for it. Come on, Peloton, get it together. Exactly. Get it together, Peloton. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Come dude, on. tell me all about New York. You've been in New York, haven't you? Like, what, oh, have, you, what have you been doing yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I, would, I think I did. I sent you a loom the other day. I videoed you, didn't I? And I was like, I'm yes, so jealous of yeah, you. you. Just did. like, what, you just <laughs> chilling, kicking back in New York. Wandering around with Jonathan Mack, talking about bass. Yeah. <laughs> what was going on? Got some down? great bass hangs. I mean, honestly, so my mom booked a trip to see my sister and really wanted me to come along. This is a long time ago when we thought we wouldn't see her for a long time, right? And my mom was like, oh, I need to go see my daughter. Would you come with me to New York? I was like, yes. And then we booked it. We thought, oh, because of COVID, it'll never happen. And then it looked like, well, let's do it. And then yeah. I... Um, it was so. It was great to go see my sister, Paige. Who's a ninja? Best. She does stunts. She's a ninja. She's a ninja, legit. She's amazing. She does. She's training in jujitsu. She does stunts professionally. Um, she's awesome, and it's so fun to get together with her because we always talk about like social media strategy and the stuff she's doing. Our crafts are very different, but mm. we kind of talk about we have a similar passion. So so fun. But um, my mom would go and like train and do stuff with her at the gym. Uh, and the dojo, and I just ended up hanging out with bass peeps the whole time. Amazing. It was it was lovely. Got well, to hang with Jonathan Merritt. Yeah, I was telling you that we walked. You know, it's so funny, man. New Yorkers are so funny. They're like, oh, yeah. Like, I brought my bass. I brought the new Vorinsaku bass to yeah. show folks, and that was fun. And and Jonathan was like, oh, you're 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 schlepping the bass. Like, no worries. You know, we, we won't walk a lot. And then we walked miles. I mean, <laughs> we probably put down, I mean, like, easy five, six miles just walking and talking. And what a, he's such a great guy. Saw Matt Brandau there. I saw, got to hang out with Jonathan Davis, who, oh, okay. um, if anybody listening, if you don't know, or I, I, not Jonathan Davis, John Davis. Um, Jonathan Marin. I'm thinking of Jonathan Marin, Groove Collective, yeah, one yeah. of Scott and my favorite bass players. Absolutely. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, and then got to hang with John Davis, who uh, plays in Nerve with Jojo Mayer. And honestly, man, John Davis was a big, big reason um, I started to do synth sounds on the electric bass. He was sort of the guy, mm. for me anyway, that showed me, oh, this, this can be done. And it doesn't have to be the Tony Levin thing where you split the octave and the dry signal and it sort of sounds like an electric bass with a pedal it's like fully in that zone yeah, yeah. he was big for me and we got to hang and i plugged into his pedal board dude it was like <laughs> it was incredible i mean it was just he was like yeah come on to the studio and plug in and i was like oh my you know i tried to keep it cool you know i was trying to be like oh yeah 
right on, no big deal. I'm not freaking out, but I'm a fan, you know? Like, I'm a legit fan. What's so it like? I was freaking like out a little bit, in, but we had a great time. What's it like plugging into somebody else's oh, pedal board? Like, because you've got your whole setup. so... Is it like... Yes. Is it... Is it like picking up somebody else's bass or like, what's the deal? Yes. Yes. It's, it's incredibly, it's so different. You know, it's so funny because everybody thinks, you know, there's, there's sort of like a scarcity mindset or there can be around like, oh, if I get the same pedal, I, I will sound like, or, oh, I don't want to get the same pedal because I don't want to sound like, but dude, all like the components that make a synth sound, which is essentially like octave and fuzz, and then maybe some kind of modulation. Yeah. The different choices of all that stuff, and then the different player approaches to those pedals, it just sounds so different. So plugging into his rig was just completely different. And so I find then that I'm not going to try to do similar things to what maybe I do or try to play lines that, you know, that I've played. I just try to, like, let the sound inspire me. Um, and he pulled up this amazing, I put it on my Instagram, um, you know, a post or two ago, but... He pulled up this huge sound that just had endless, like, fuzz sustain. And I just got to hang on these notes and just hear how they just create this landscape. And then there was a pedal that would back off all the high end. I mean, it was... Yeah, so that was cool. And I should say, also, I got to hang with Jacob Umansky, who is just a freak. And he brought out his Dingwall 6. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so there's a photo of us, you know, like I, I gave him the Vorinsaku 4. Like the two basses could not be more different. They were like just the, two like, different instruments. Seven inch yeah, scale. Yeah. Just, yes. Just like worlds, you know, and we were trading and playing. And I mean, he is a, he is a freak show of technique. <laughs> and I mean, he was just going, he just picked up my bass and was going, I mean, <laughs> so like, I didn't know they could do that, you know? Uh, so it was, it was really a treat and, and you need to know, you need to know Scott Devine that just really high praise is spoken about you by all these guys all the time. Um, there's always a moment. There was always a moment. I mean, truly in every bass hang where like, they're like, how's the SBL thing going? And I was asking Jacob too. And he was like, Oh, I just love it. I'm really like super grateful to be there. And there's a lot of Scott love. So you just, you just need to know that like, you know, partly me being able to go out there and meet all those guys and have those really good connections is a result of you, you know, it truly like a result of you being the sort of purveyor of the community. Uh, and, and that's not lost on me. I'm serious, dude. <laughs> so, not to brown nose you, man, but it's true. It's just true. Uh, and so, you know, it's very, it was very obvious, you know, like, wow, this, this community is very supported by SBL and, and everyone feels that. So oh, it was so fun. And yeah, man. So yeah, it, thanks for asking. It was a blast. Oh, dude, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, like Jacob, if anybody's um, not checked out Jacob before, Jacob Umansky on Instagram, if you are a member of SBL, Jeez. there's a bunch of live, yeah. st- live um, masterclasses he's done th- that you can check out in SBL, the membership, and they're bonkers, right? Because he's just got insane. Is it a six string he plays? Six string dingwall. It's a six. Yeah. Six string dingwall. It sounds obscene, doesn't and- it? Yeah. It is, it is insane. And he really, his value is on consistency in like attack with all of his techniques. So whether he's playing finger style and kind of hitting the bass or slapping or tapping, it all sounds like it's a similar intensity. It's it's really mm. interesting to hear him play because it's just all 
I mean, like everything he does just sounds like a machine gun. Um, yeah. And for the style, like he plays in that band Intervals, which is like a cool prog metal band. And it's just ferocious. And what I discovered about him, Scott, is that he's really, really excited about education and about talking about the things he does in a way that elevates just beyond like, oh, this is the kind of the thing that I do in my metal band. Talking about like, well, what could consistency of technique mean to you? Yeah. Uh, even if you don't play necessarily metal. And he was talking to me about like, he's like, oh, I wonder if I'll ever get to do a course for SBL. And I was like, hey man, like, I'm not the guy to tell you that, but I think probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for sure. he's really, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. like, and he was talking about all these, like, oh, well, if I, if I got to do a course, I would maybe think about doing this or this or maybe trying to combine. Like, he's really in the headspace of thinking about education, and that's so fun. And it's not typical necessarily of the like really high level, like, monster technicians mm. that are really thinking about how to like cross the line into and disseminate that information in a real clear and concise way to other players or students. So it was, man, and it was, he's also 26. Did you know that? Is he only Children. 26? <laughs> yes. Oh I, I made some reference. To, I'm for, you know, I'm 42. We're, we're the same age, right? We're all 41, 42. Nah, I'm 42, man. Oh, maybe yeah, yeah. I'm 43. <laughs> I've got no idea. My son knows. Are you 43? <laughs> Anytime anybody asks me at my, yeah. my age, I'm like, story, how old am I? And he tells me. He hasn't told me in a few weeks. So I can't <laughs> remember. Knows. Yeah. Like 42 or 43. <laughs> okay. Okay. I made some reference, like, you know, you know, some cultural, I forget what it was, but it was some TV show or movie. And he was like, happy days. Never, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, you know? And he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm 26. And I'm like, oh shit. That's amazing. <laughs> you know? So, uh, it's, he's, he's has just such a bright future and it was so fun to just get to be in his orbit for a minute, you know, really, really cool. Oh man, I wish I could have come out. So there was a bunch of places. So were you just kind yeah, of like me bouncing? Too. What were you doing? Like hanging out with one guy, then moving on to the next, and then moving on to the next. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like base speed dating. <laughs> yeah, right? it's like speed dating. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was there for three days. I mean, a lot a lot of time I was just hanging with my mom and my sis. And um, you know, she she was really over COVID, she really connected into her community in Brooklyn. So she was like, Hey, I really want to show you guys, I want to introduce you to my friends and coworkers and stuff in my in my little community. She was really um excited to do that. So hung out with her and did that. But then yeah, I would just hang out with uh people, you know, scheduled like two hangs and and i couldn't get to everybody too i really wanted to see mitch um oh yeah is, uh, you know mitch the bass player yeah, who's mitch, at the guitar yeah. shop yeah yeah and i wanted to see steve burke there were a few people that i couldn't um line up with but man it was a really it was a really really good time so yeah i would just hang out and then someone would be like oh come on down and to the studio and i would jump on a train and head on down and hang and we just do food and you know drink coffee and chill oh, and that nice. yeah, was just it was amazing. Was there anything yeah, that you amazing. came away thinking about, like hanging about, hanging out with all those bass players? Was there anything like common thread or like anything that you think might be interesting to for people to hear about? The that's that's a great question. I mean, I came away really excited about diving into new pedal sounds because of the hang with Davis, John, John Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And Marin too, and I have been just chatting about, he's really excited about trying to find some new sounds. And I just got um, offered to play a show with this artist in Minneapolis named Dessa. She's a part of this hip-hop collective called Doomtree, which is really popular here. And I love, love them. They're sort of like a grime, almost almost sounds like UK grime production, uh, but in hip-hop. And then Dessa is um, like female MC singer that's a part of that crew, but she does her own thing. And the beats and the sounds are just amazing. So that's coming up for me at the end of December. Get, get to play First Ave with Dessa. I'm so excited about it. And it's all sound-based. So, so, okay, check this out, man. Somebody told me the other day that... Um, I maybe it was you, but I, I'm terrible about doing this thing where like, if someone tells me something, I forget who told oh, me, me the too, thing. Dude. Me too. And then I'll, I'll tell the person that told me and they're like, dude, come on. I told you that. So if you told me this, I'm sorry, but I want to see how this lands with you. Someone told me, I've been thinking about this a lot. Someone told me that success is having something to look forward to. You ever heard that before? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Oh. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> that, and, and, yeah. it's, and I've been thinking about it a lot. And in a way, part, part of me thinks it's so true that, right, that, that when you have something that you're a goal, right, or something that you're excited about that's coming up, you just feel like the most successful person. It just feels like everything is moving toward that thing, right? Like, I, I would feel that way on tour sometimes when, you know, the show is coming every night. I'm looking forward to it. It feels successful, even if the tour isn't massive or, right? But then the negative side of that is sometimes retail therapy can be that too, right? Like we were talking about gas, you know, and buying pedals and bases of like, ooh, success is something you're looking forward to. So I'm looking forward to buying that new base. I'm really looking forward to that or that new pedal or that new shiny thing. Yeah. But is that success or is that a fucking distraction? <laughs> That's so right? interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. such an interesting comment, isn't it? I think it's definitely... It's definitely an element of it, isn't it? Do you want me to share something pretty dark and weird? <laughs> please. Oh, please. Yeah. It uh, is. Uh, it uh, would be my honor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what yes. were we talking yes, about? The other? Oh, we were talking about something weird. I do apologize for just being a bit of a weirdo. We were talking about something the other day, weren't we? And I was, what were we talking about? And I was like, I don't think I've been, what was the, the question was, Motivation. It was mo oh, that was it. Motivation, and I said, "I'm not sure I've been ever yes. motivated to do anything." And then in, we went on this whole life. kind of in my life, and obviously, yes, you know, it's yes. probably a stretch. But and I've probably been motivated. But we we talked about how motivation is maybe like a secondary cause of something. So, in terms of yeah. looking forward to something, this is weird, man. Like to even say this out mm. loud, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. it, and then I'll probably think about it. And maybe, and maybe it's not 100% true. I don't look forward to that much stuff. I, and I'm... Really? Yeah. Like, I don't. I'm, I know that sounds really weird and dark. I'm... <laughs> let me just... Let me, like, unpack it. When no, I'm just so curious. I'm so curious. And, and, and by no means do I mean I'm not having a great time. I'm having a great time. Right, right. But... All the time. All the time. Yeah. But I don't particularly yeah. look forward to any... Like, I'm, I'm thinking right now, am I looking forward to anything? 
I'm not really looking forward to anything. I don't think like. <laughs> so this for you is a terrible definition of success. This is terrible. M- maybe, maybe I'm just, I'm, that's why I'm kind of just uh, like, I'm kind of rolling this around in my mind at the minute. Um, but like, I'm definitely, so if I think about things in the future, I'm intrigued by them. Like a lot of the time I'm super scared of them. I'm like, oh, that's going to be so scary. And maybe like an element of me is like, that's, yeah, no. There is like elements of me that are looking forward, looking forward to some stuff, but it's much more, um, let me give you an example. Like we're, talking about doing like an please sbl live thing next year right we're talking about doing that sbl live thing um over two days and it's gonna be absolutely like awesome i know and and it's gonna be bonkers right it's gonna be probably gonna be in new york i'm really looking forward to that okay (laughs) right like (laughs) and i am kind of but when i actually objectively think about it i'm just like oh shit this is yes. so ridiculously scary. This is the we, work. It's the, just the, the the work, but the event itself. There's going to be there's going to yes. be we're going to be flying people out to New York. We're going to be there's going to be like ten camera guys. We'll probably have like everybody there. Like Jonathan Marin will be there. I'm absolutely sure that we're going to have John Patitucci will be there. You know, we're going to have, like, yeah. or you will be there. You know, like, we're going to get... I can't wait. There's a bunch of, like, I, I think I'm going to reach out to uh, Andrew Goucher, get him up there. Like, there's going to be a bunch of people involved. And and although I am looking forward to it, it's definitely more, f- like, I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> so... Of course. Because you're in the... You you have the most to lose. I mean, right, you're, like, on the hook for this thing, you know, mm. you invite people to it and they're like, oh, fun. Oh, we can't wait, you know, but you are the, you are the thing. So of course I understand that for you. It's not like, oh, Hey, it's going to be this great thing. It's like, oh man, what if these flights don't work out? What about COVID? What, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. that you have to consider. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that even though, like, I feel like it's kind of sort of like I imagine somebody saying, oh, "I'm really looking forward to this bungee jump I'm gonna do," <laughs> you know? And it's like, <laughs> really? Like, I imagine I, it's like a little bit like that, you know? It's I, I am looking forward to it, but it's definitely more f- just yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, I, I need to do it. Like, we need to do it. Of course, we need to do it. We're gonna do it because we need to do it for the community. We need to do it for SBL. We need to do it because why wouldn't we do it? It is such an opportunity sure. wasted if we don't grab that and create an amazing live event and stuff like that. So we we have to do it. And I'm looking forward to actually creating it. I'm looking forward, kind of, kind of looking forward to creating it. But it's sort of like. <laughs> Do you know what? Maybe I'm just a bit weird and I'm driven by, maybe I'm just driven by different emotions. I think that's maybe what I'm coming to after these conversations with you. Not about everything, but there's definitely certain things that I have like a bit of a weird kind of slant on. (laughs) It's not weird. It's not weird at all. It's just, you're in, you're in a different spot. I mean, you have different priorities. You have a different structure. I mean, you know, the, the thing that I wonder though, okay. What if, what if we do this? I mean, so if we're talking success, looking forward to something and you're going, oh man, but you know, I'm not really looking forward. It's just, 
it's this process of getting there. And I mean, I'm having a good time doing it, but, but what about this? What if we even bring it smaller? Would you find, do you find, do you ever look forward to the, the romp through the woods or drinking a coffee or like something as small as like wine on the weekend? Like, is Hell that yeah. something that you find? No, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Right? Like, okay. Yeah. Like hanging with my wife on the weekend. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. For sure. Like I have the yeah. kids over the weekend pretty much on my own because like Lisa homeschools during the week. It's like full on. So I really look forward to hanging with the kids yes. over the weekend and just doing bonkers stuff. Like um, this weekend just went, you know, took the kids um, pumpkin, you know, <laughs> looking for pumpkins and stuff. Yeah, yes. It was amazing. Got into trouble in terms of like the amount of pumpkins we got. Got seven pumpkins, couldn't fit them in the car. Had the dog. <laughs> My mum was there. We were all like just rolling around laughing. It was just like, and then I had to like take them over oh, and explain to amazing. Lisa, explain to Lisa why I had like seven ginormous pumpkins. Took Stormy to an escape room. So we did like an escape room thing on Saturday. Oh, fun. I do look forward to that stuff. I do look forward to that stuff. I mean, that to me, like that's success in in a sense, right? Like you have right now, like a successful family life. Like you're, you're balancing this thing. I mean, you know, I don't know, work-life balance. I mean, that's, that's maybe a whole nother topic, but you're, you, you're like, structuring your life that you're working really hard to build this thing but then you're doing you're an an engaged father i mean that's dude that's not easy to do and that absolutely feels like a successful thing and especially if you're not dreading the time with your kids i mean how how sad would that be right yeah yeah, but instead like coordinating that you know coordinating that time to the to the apple orchard or the pumpkin patch like dude that shit's super important and if you're excited about those little moments i think that i don't know that feels like a tangible success it's funny because i've been thinking a lot about like business stuff because since getting to know you and how you operate and how you prioritize and how you get stuff done where i'm maybe a bit more of a procrastinator and this idea of oh well all success is, is just having something to look forward to. I mean, it, in a way, like, it's a it's a nice thought, but it also might be sort of bullshitty, too, right? Like, I heard it, and it really resonated with me, because I'm like, ooh, this gig coming up, or, or making a YouTube video. Like, you know, there's stuff coming up, I'm I like, think ooh, that I get a, excited about I making videos. Yeah, I think you it know? is part of it, though, isn't it? It's part of being like maybe success is sort of like being content with who you are and and you know and and what you're yeah, doing yeah, like yeah. just feeling love for it and can and being content yes. and i'm not saying gratitude. you don't have, yeah i'm yeah. not saying that you, you don't have to strive but just feeling kind of like gratitude for what you've got um but yeah i think that no i still think that like if you are looking forward to stuff i think that is uh an indicator that you are you know, successful within a, within a a certain framing for sure. And I think that like, to your point, I definitely do look forward to the family stuff for sure. But here's a weird thing, just to add in. And and again, just um, to put it out there, I'm not saying that people absolutely, no way, shape or form saying people shouldn't look forward to anything, like go for it. It's just, I'm just telling you my truth of who I am and and the way that I filter things. But I actually have this exact thing with Lisa, my wife. So Lisa will often say, oh, I can't wait for the holidays. I can't wait for the holidays. Or I can't wait for Christmas. Or I can't wait to go and do this thing, whatever it is, right? She can't wait to do the thing. Honestly, and she gets really annoyed with me, I never even think about it. Never. 
I, I was like, she's like, well, what do you think about this thing? Like we're going to do in two weeks. I was like, oh, I haven't thought about it. And she's like, what do you mean? You haven't thought about it. It's going to be amazing. I was like, yeah, it's going to be great. Ah. I'm just sort of like too, it's like, I'm, um, I, I never think about what's coming ever. Like it's just. Because you're in this I'm moment. too much in the moment to even think about what's yeah. like happening in two weeks time. So that's, I think it, it, oh, man. it's maybe born out of that, that I'm so focused on this thing and the problem or the thing that I'm doing or the the gig that I'm doing or the thing that I'm doing with my kids or whatever it is. I'm so yes. focused on that that I never really think about the thing that's like two weeks away or four weeks away. And this is honestly just a way of me justifying why I'm like this. Maybe I'm completely out of whack. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But that is, no. I'm definitely putting out there that I never really think about like two or four weeks or four months in the future, really ever. Oh, this yeah. is awesome. It's weird. Right? So, so I, I, we could have a, we could have a binary. There could be like a thing of like success is having something to look forward to. Or this other side is that success is just being in the moment. Success is being content in the moment. Success mm. is gratitude for the present moment that you're in. I mean, Boy, that's see, dude. You know what? This podcast is like therapy for me. <laughs> hey, I was going to say this. I was going to say the same thing for me. I was going to like therapist Allison. <laughs> no, man. I mean, really, that's such good perspective because, like, you know, I mean, you're you're really, you know, sweet to sort of like play the self-deprecating. Oh, I don't know if I'm just weird, but but I think that thought around. Not thinking about, oh, you know, oh, I can't wait for the holidays. I mean, I don't know about about for you, but actually for me, holidays are really stressful. It's like the combining of family stuff and there's all this expectation and I don't, I, it's, it's sad. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know that it's sad, but I sort of end up kind of dreading certain things about the holidays. I do too. Like, oh, you know, how are these people going to get, yeah, dude. Oh. Like, how are these people going to get along? I think it's socially, right, like a thing around, oh, the holidays are coming. Isn't it wonderful? But I'm like, uh, get me back to work. Damn right. Damn right, man. <laughs> like, know, Lisa, like, Lisa's like, just... who's coming around at Christmas? Yeah, like, I'm like, I don't give two monkeys, man. Like, just, like, I just don't care. I even, I, I, yeah. like, this weekend we were talking about this exact thing. She was like who's coming around she was like stressed i said lisa i was like this happens every single year and the the, the thing that's yeah. important for her is that she feels uh, just let me back up we've got a big living space in our house so it, it ultimately ends up yes. the house the christmas house that everybody wants to come to uh, in terms of our family it's the only house yes. that's big enough to get everybody in it's not like a huge house or anything but we've got sure. a big living space and um and yeah. lisa feels the pull between wanting to be the host and 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 give everybody the ability to to get together and hang out in one place the pull between that yes. and then not being there for the kids because when she's the host she can't be the awesome mum because you can't be two things of course right exactly and she feels right. the pain of that yep so for her she's you know christmas is coming up she's like let's talk about christmas i'm like oh please no and then and then ultimately oh, I, not talk I was about like, it <laughs> yeah i was like look i was like we can't put ourselves in this situation every single year we can't carry on doing this every single year because that doing the same thing every single time and expecting a different result is the definition of madness so let's not do that yes so let's create a framework where we just say to the family every other year we will be the host house. You can come and you do the thing and you can, everybody sleeps over and we'll have right. like the whole family. 
But then every other year in between that, we'll also just do the small family thing where you can just be an awesome mum and give 110% of your um, your energy and focus towards the kids. And she was like, she was like, oh, I'm not how, sure. How did that I'm go? Not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> and I was like, look, I'll tell you how it went. It, it went exactly like this. I was like, no, we are doing this the end because she will just procrastinate (laughs) yeah she'll procrastinate and it just won't happen she needs she's the bungee jumper she's on the cliff she knows it's going to be great yeah this is going to be great but she's just too scared to just sort of like so i'm basically just going to push her off (laughs) it's going to work out (laughs) and and it's yeah and it's what your family needs of course i mean yes we have hosted christmas um every year for eh, with with the exception of last year because of covid and there was one year that we went like on a sort of like a big family vacation but we've hosted yeah. christmas at our house for geez i mean it more than a decade and so i feel i feel the pain there there are aspects of it that are really lovely i love seeing everybody but creates a stress on your immediate family that is palpable yeah, well, Lisa's just cooking all day. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you've got 12 people around the yeah. house, she's just constantly cooking. She's like, what kids? What kids? Yeah. You know, so we'll we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. You know, on the value thing, and sorry, not on the value thing, on the yeah. success thing, I know it's not um, directly yeah. relatable, but somebody told me something. Oh, I actually heard somebody say it once. They didn't tell it to me directly, but it has always stuck with me. I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, or to you at least. Um, I was listening to a guy one day, and he said this, and it's always stuck me, and it's been a key driver of SBL. You know, these little kind of nuggets mm. that you just, the things, throwaway things that people people say, and yes. you like, oh, th- yes. that's so important. This guy said, the amount of success in your life is directly attributable to the amount of value you provide others. Mm, 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 mm. I was like, oh, so the amount of success that you have is directly attributable to the amount of value you produce for others. And in his example, he was talking about a, a bit in a business environment, but I think it actually can be taken broader than this. He was saying in terms of business, the amount of success that business will have will be directly attributable to the amount of value that that business creates in the marketplace for free free value free value without an ask massive value without an ask to the marketplace and i was like oh okay i just like listened to that i heard that him him say that i was like oh we need to go and create massive value in the marketplace in our marketplace obviously the base niche we need to create massive value in the base niche for everybody without an ask you know just create awesomeness and uh and that was sort of like a key part of sbl being born um and yeah i think that the same is true with anything though in terms of if you are you know a, a, a freelance musician or whatever you do if you are providing massive value within a community let's say for instance because you could provide massive value in different ways but if you were providing massive value to a music community you will then reap the rewards as I mean, through the value you provide. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, and and I see that about SBL. I mean, the amount of free content and then what hopefully happens, right. Is that people go, man, this is, 
this is amazing. I, I'd like to be more a part of this thing or I want to support this thing. And the value then could potentially lead to money, right? But I have thought about things for me in this space that way about like, hey, what can I, what can I do for you instead of, or what question can I answer for you versus, hey, you know, buy this thing or, mm. or pay attention to this thing. Trying, trying to do that. I mean, I think where sometimes for me what happens is like I want to bring that into my relationships. I have an easier time. This is <laughs> admission. May, might be sort of sad, but I have an easier time providing value on Instagram and answering people's DMs about signal flow, and mm. then I do maybe showing up in a real way um, all the time for my wife or for my family, or you know, mm. it's like an easier ask to provide value. Uh, on in an Instagram DM is easier than like, all right, we got to get that out. All right, we got to talk about Christmas. All right, we got, you know, so I have so to provide value. Like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. Oh, man. Providing business value or providing, you know, base value. It's my heart. It's what I want to do. And then sometimes I don't want to, sometimes I put my head in the sand about the, the real responsibilities of, of being a family man or, you know, that's, that's that's actually been a real struggle for me. And, you know, sometimes my wife will see me talking about value. Like she might listen to this podcast and she's like, okay, Allison, like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, all that value you're providing, you know, someone DMing you about pedals, clean yeah. the damn bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I know where she's coming from. That's yeah. Like I know that I get the same thing from Lisa and I think that it's, they've yeah. actually yeah, yeah. They've totally got a point. And I think that you're absolutely right. I think that you've the the way that the reason why people want to follow you on Instagram is because you provide massive value on that channel, which is mm -hmm. why you know we spoke sure. we spoke about it you know weeks and weeks and weeks ago when I said that you yeah. stuck out among everybody I was watching on Instagram. I was just I showed you, this is before we'd even spoken. I, everybody on the team, yeah. I was like, go follow this guy on Instagram. He, he gets it because you were providing massive value to the community with, for nothing, for, yeah. for, for, I mean, like the goodness of your heart. And I was like, right. and this, like good things happen when people do that. The end. And yes, even though yes. you don't have sort of like agree. an end game in mind, you're, you've got to take the risk. You've got to be like, you know what? I'm just going to go forth, provide value and, and it's like that kind of sort of like make it and they will come kind of thing, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, I think so. You, can, you kind of got to believe really do that. I do think that's yeah. true. And with value, I think it yes. is. Yes. And I, I was going to say, I absolutely your, agree. And I've seen, yeah, please, please. I yes. was going to say, but to your point with the, with the family stuff, <sighs> that's harder, man. That's complex. <laughs> it's harder. It's it harder, is. Yeah. It's harder. Yeah, it's harder. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like a hypocrite, you know? And I've had a few friends too, like old friends, you know, like that I've had for a long time kind of call me out on like, hey man, like crushing it on Instagram. Um, how come you won't hit me back on text? <laughs> you know? Oh. And so, so it's good. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, right I'm like, kicking ah, the ball. Right? So. <laughs> 
It, right, it is, it is, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, hanging out with all these strangers, it's easier. Like I will say the thing, you know, the thing about value in a business space is that it's easier relationally to provide that value and to think you're, have, to think you're in this relationship value um, exchange uh, because it's connected to something that either you're doing as a business or connected to something that you really are excited about and feel passionate about. So when someone asks you if you can power the HX stomp from the Noble DI, the answer is no, but here's a workaround. I'm excited to answer that question 50 times a day, <laughs> you know, but like, but then to really dig in and do the hard work of being a good son, dad, um, husband, right? Like that stuff is, is the stuff that I think that I need to apply this value mentality more to if I'm, if I'm just being real honest. Yeah. It's the value part, isn't it? If you want to, if, if, if you want to link it to that yep. statement, it's like, what is value? Like, I think that on Instagram or any social channel like that, providing value to somebody is, you know, turning up in their feed and showing them cool stuff. And then if they DM you, helping them out with X, right? And that's the value. It's very, there's only a few different ways you can actually provide value on those channels. Whereas in within a... A, fa a family context, there are so many different ways of providing value. So, for instance, <laughs> cleaning yes. the bathroom, um, telling somebody you love them, phoning your mom when you should have phoned her yesterday, or, I mean, like, spending yes. time with... It's, there's just so many... It, it's a real complexity. It's like a bird's nest, isn't it, of, um, of things that you can do to provide value. And it's really easy to under-index on one of those things or a few of those things. Absolutely. So, you know, because there's so many, because you have to you have to be there in so many different ways. It's very easy to, yeah, not, yeah, d do a bunch of stuff or not do a bunch of stuff that you should be doing. So um, I'm absolutely so with you on that. And it's, and it's tough. It's tough. I like, uh, I know it's turned into a bit of a sort of like a fam family session, um, but it is really hard. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's really hard being awesome all the time, isn't it? And I think that, like, we, <laughs> <laughs> like it is, isn't it? You, you, you tend to have like 10 minutes of being That's a awesome. Funny statement. You, you, end, you are 10 minutes of being awesome, <laughs> yeah. and then you just sort of like descend into who you are, who, who you normally are. And, uh, <laughs> who you it, really are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. trying to sustain the yeah. awesome, isn't it? And uh, yeah, like, yeah. we, how many kids have you got? You got two or three? Two. Two, yeah, two. Yeah, just two. Yeah, so yeah, I'll same. give you a, I'll give you a, and this is, I'm not shooting at down anybody that has more than two kids here, but uh, Lisa and myself, we were talking about having another kid um, a year or so ago. Yeah. And we were like, you know, it's probably time. If, if, if we're going to do this, it's probably time because Lisa's 40 or 41 um, mm. and the kids are eight and six. And we'd it'd be, if we were going to have three, it'd be, cool to get them sort of like all kind of sort of like you know so there's a nice sort of like age gap between them all um but but it was me actually and i said because i think lisa was lisa was like she did start i think she would have had like 10 kids or something like that honestly but i said to lisa i was Got like it. you know yeah. what if i really honestly ask myself like am i crushing it at being a dad right now or could i be better mm. i said like honestly i think i could be better so if that's true, is having another child going to make me a better dad for the two kids I've already got, 
or is it actually going to make it more complex and 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 you know what and take time away from the from the time i've got with those kids and it was actually that for me i was like you know what i, I don't th- i think i could be a better dad right now i think i could do a better job and i think that yeah. i need to he- hold myself accountable right. to that and if i have another kid i'd be worried that I- i'm not i'm not you know it would be a different question if I was absolutely nailing it. If I was like killing it, I'm like, I'm just doing a great job. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, you know yeah. what? I've got this dad stuff Bring down. On. Bring another one in. <laughs> you know, but but right then I was like, you know what? I could be better. It's like having sort of like it's yeah. you could think like, what happens if you sort of like if you if you got a job or whatever, right? And you're and and you're not doing a great job. You know, you're you're doing an okay job, but you think you could do like better, mm-hmm. right? And your boss walks up and he's like, Hey dude. I've got like, I've got like thirty percent more work that I want to put on your desk. Is that cool? It's, <laughs> oh, right. In that moment, if you say yeah. yes, okay, is that work that you are not doing a great job at suddenly going to get done or get better? No. Is it, it is it going to get no. worse? Probably. Now I know that it's more complex with families, and I'm not saying that I've got anything against anybody that has three kids, five kids, or ten kids. I wish that I could have 10 kids that right. I could do a great job. But just the way that I kind of sort of like think about things pragmatically, I just thought, you know what? I need to focus on being a better dad for these guys instead of just adding a new one in yeah. the mix and hoping that I'm just going to magically become a better dad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just thought I'd And share. I mean, there's a thing too around, yeah, no, no, it's wonderful. There's a thing around having a third too. So, so our kids are really similar in age. Yours are eight yeah. and six, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, my kids are, are 10 and six. So we're very similar in that similar like uh, age range. And there's this thing about having another that sort of feels like, oh, uh, uh, you know, if one or both of the parents sort of thinks like, oh, I, I just want that little baby. It's sweet. It's also like very need-based. Like an infant is just need-based. And it's, you know, if you can figure out how to satisfy the needs of feeding, sleeping, changing the diaper then it's like, hey, it's successful, right? It's like yeah. coming back to this thing about success. So in a sense, I feel like as the kids' needs get get uh, more complicated around school, around friendship, around, oh, they want phones, right? Like, that, yeah. and they're about to become teenagers. Like, I have a 10-year-old girl, and she is so awesome, but her needs are more complex now yeah. than when she was little. And so thinking about that thing of like, oh, just having another little one where the needs are more simple feels almost to me like a distraction from confronting the real stuff about having like a preteen daughter. Yeah. And I think that that, um, I've talked about that with Emily too, where like, oh, there's this idea of, oh, the new one. And then your focus goes to there, right? And now everybody's focused on the new cute, shiny penny. It's like, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like the new gear. The new base. Like yeah, just, yeah, ah, yeah. The ones you have, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, and everyone's paying attention ah, to the new thing, yeah, you know, the new yeah. baby. Um, and ah, you know, ah, the, the oldest one will sort it out. And, and I really do feel, um, that confronting the hard stuff about your kids getting older uh, and maybe not necessarily wanting to just bring that new energy and that new human into the mix is, is actually really a noble thing to not just say, oh, uh, wow, we're, we're so excited about the new baby, <laughs> right? But to yeah, like, hey, yeah. 
let's let's talk about how to how to talk to our daughter about you know mean YouTube comments. Yeah, like <laughs> that's harder, absolutely. dude. That's harder than feeding a baby. Where have, where mm-hmm. have you struggled in terms of being a dad? Like in terms of being a dad and a musician. Like wh- where have you struggled <sighs> yes. there? And and this this is great. I actually just got a DM about this. Someone listening to the pod and, and wondering if we would do actually an episode about parenting and about you know can you do both? Yeah. Can you be a musician and a family man, mm. um, or you know, or a member of a fa- you know, or have kids? Yeah. Right. Um, uh, I st- okay. All right. I'm gonna be real honest because I have a I have a thing that I say to people I don't know too well, but I have a different thing that I'll say to you, Scott Devine, <laughs> and everybody listening. Um, I I struggle with my passion becoming addiction. So I love what I do so much that I find that I want to do it all the time. And by that, I mean the culture of being a musician, the bass guitar, I wanna practice, I wanna make videos, I want to hang with you, I want to go on tour, I wanna do that session, I wanna learn that Motown tune, I want to be in that thing so much. And the positive side of that is, hey, that's wonderful. Hey, man, I'm in the shed. <laughs> hey, I'm doing this thing. I'm yeah. part of this community. I'm answering those DMs. You know, I'm I'm posting on Instagram and I love it. I love it. And it's a passion. The negative side of that for me is it starts to become an obsession. Mm. And if I'm not careful, it starts to eclipse everything. Yeah. It's sometimes all I want to think about. It's all I want to do. And then, oh, wait, I'm a father. And it's not that I don't love my family. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I love my family to death. I love my kids. I love doing stuff with them. But if I am not careful and if I do not really intentionally make space for family time, I really struggle with being absent and not in terms necessarily of literally absent like oh i'm always on the road and there was a period where i was was on the road more but absent even mentally Mm. okay we're hanging out we're playing legos we're doing that thing i struggle with being in that moment yeah see that's versus maybe have a bass in my hands that's it for me it's the same for you it is exactly the same yeah not it's so my wife is like has Irish um a lot of Irish blood and Irish women are strong <laughs> and will kick yes. your ass if you <laughs> and will kick your ass if you if you step out of line. So in terms of how yes. I say yeah, in terms of how I set up my time around the kids and family time, I've got I I never start work before nine in the morning. I'm always pretty much finished by 5.30 every day. So it's like 9 to 5.30 every day. And then when Lisa's um, busy in the evening doing something, I might work a little bit then. But if she's not, I will not be working because I don't want to – yeah, I I want her to feel like I'm not working all the time. Um, And then on weekends, I never work. Never work on weekends. So – on but here's the, here's the problem for me it's it's the presence it's like being mentally present because i too yes. like you 
I'm, I like I'm a I'm an addict, right? So like I'm addicted to what yes. I do, and it consumes me all the time. And I'm just and it's just it's all I think about, and it's so freaking hard to stop that. So it's yeah. you know, for instance, you get you do you know you finish at nine thirty. I mean five thirty, whatever it is. It's it's not, there's not like a button I can press. To be like, boom, power, I know. power down, man. That side of the brain is now gone. Now it's time for family <sighs> time. Like I walk into the house yeah. and I've just got like, you know, like this stuff, like yes. all of the stuff that I've been thinking about, of all, of the, all of the worries, everything I'm excited about right then, like all of it, the MTD, yes. MTD base I want, whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, all of it sort of like, and but now it's the time for the kids. And and, I, and my wife and I should be sort of like fully focused on them, and I find that so fucking hard, so hard. I'm trying, yes. man. Like I'm I'm assuming. Well, I know there'll be something I can do to 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 fix it. Me to fix me to, and, and but I don't know what it is. But I don't know what it is. But I'm searching. I'm, I, I am yeah. searching because yeah. it's it's a constant and oh. has been a constant problem for me for years, <laughs> years. Well, well, let's let's search together because I, I need. I, I mean, even dude, honestly, even you saying the part about how you have very like strict restriction on time around work is really helpful for me because I find that if left to my own devices, I would just be working, not necessarily working, but but doing something with the instrument or with music. 24 7 i wouldn't sleep i, I would eat and you wouldn't go on the coffee. peloton copious yeah. amounts oh god but i mean you know it would just be it would be a free-for-all and and th- and that's i know that it's not healthy i'm self-aware enough to know that a balanced life is really really important and good and healthy but it is a struggle but so even for you to say like right now on the weekend sometimes i'll have gigs and sometimes i'll need to record some video stuff or some stuff like the house wasn't quiet or set up to do it and so on the weekends i'm like oh emily i just need to you know what i need to get this youtube video done or i need you know and and i'm i'm not I'm certainly not throwing SBL under the bus. It's me. It's the, it's how I prioritize things, you know, and she'll be like, oh, okay, well, I'll take the kids. And so there'll be a day where she'll take the kids and go do something and I'm working. And then sometimes maybe that's the entire weekend because there's gigs and there's a session and there's, yeah, yeah. and I mean, that's not, that's not the way. It's not sustainable for for her, for the kids, for me. And then w- when I really knew that it was terrible, is like when my kids, like, I'll be ready to go out with them on the weekend. And, like, my son Dash will be like, you're coming? <laughs> like, like, he's like, whoa, Dad, you're coming? And, I'm, and I'll be like, yeah, you know, is, is that cool? And like, thankfully still he's like, oh, yeah, that's great, Dad. Yeah. You know, but, like, man... That was a bit of a like, oh Jesus, uh, you know, I need to, I need to look at this. I need to look at how I manage my time. I think, I think time management for me is a big, a big Got thing because yeah. I'm kind of, you know, inspiration guy where I'm gonna wait for something to get like. I love making YouTube videos like at midnight, like Got starting it. them yeah, at yeah. midnight, yeah, yeah, and then like done at three and uploading the files and still sipping on coffee. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sustainable, but it, but it is, it is my, um, 
it's my proclivity, you know? So it's, it's really helpful to hear you talk about that time thing. Uh, because for me, that's, that is something that I need to work towards. Yeah. It, it, it helps me, it, but it doesn't fix me. Oh, it doesn't fix the situation. Yeah. Like it's still, uh, it's, it's the being present thing. I'm wondering, like, there should be ways around this. I'm sure there is. There's probably a therapist listening to this podcast, or maybe there is, and they're just thinking, it's this thing, this thing, this framework. This, <laughs> Please. This framework work yes. of thinking is going to help you so much if you just, I'm so sorry if anybody's listening to this and you know the answer. Maybe you should, like, write in and they're say, just dying. dude, this is the answer. This is Please. so simple. It's so simple. Just do this, that, and the other, and you'll be, you'll be fixed. But it's, yeah, and I think that... Well, let- Go on, go Don't on, call Scott and tell him because he's not going to answer. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> but you could maybe email. You, you could maybe email Scott, and he, you know, if if you have the answer, you could DM me on Instagram. I yeah. promise I'll get back to you. I'm still in that zone. Um, but if you have the answer and you're listening, please tell us. We des- we're desperate for your knowledge. Yeah, yeah. But saying that, on top of all of this, right, on top of everything that we've just said and and, and just saying that we struggle yeah. with it and all that, I still think that, um, I just want to say to you, you were saying earlier, can you be a musician and, and have kids and have a family? Absolutely you can. Yes. You know, absolutely yes. can, you can. You can. And, and I think it's, and it's, there is a great side to it as well because you have a super interesting job and you can talk to your kids about it and you can show them all the musical instruments yeah, true. and you can, ah, oh, and you can like listen to great music and, and help them fall in love with music and, that yeah and like, i am like i'm really excited about that i'm really looking forward to that ha i knew i was looking forward to something <laughs> hey hey <laughs> bring it back yeah i dude i love i love seeing when you do the piano stuff with your kids i just i love seeing that stuff on instagram when you post that stuff it makes me feel like ah i need to oh man i, I love it i love seeing how you interact with your kids around music uh, it's really inspiring honestly Everybody that is a parent right now, everybody that's a parent should go and buy a small keyboard and stick it up in your house and plug it in and leave it up so the kids can just walk by it and just tap on them keys and just play with it. Like we, I could slap myself so hard for not doing that. Like we've, I think we've only had it up maybe like six months or something like that. And the kids have been like they've been playing a bit of bass or a bit of guitar and like making noises and stuff like that. Um, but the keyboard yeah. is so easy F- from a physical standpoint. They don't need to hold anything. They can reach the keys. Mm-hmm. There's some cool sounds. You can put the cool sounds on, and you can sort of like make the synth sounds, and you can all and it's what and you can leave it up, and it's just right, and and you can turn the volume down too if you need to. And uh, yes, right, right, right. Of course, you know, like yes. if they're sort of like you're trying <laughs> whatever, you know. But we we just did that, and it has yeah. it's become like a central part of our of our living area, like this keyboard, and the kids will watch. Like, like, for instance, I mentioned it earlier, we've been watching Star Wars. Dude, they've been, like, sitting down and learning the melodies to all the Star Wars stuff. Oh, been, like, story- oh, that yeah. is killing me. I love it. The imp- story worked out, the Imperial March, and, like, and then he's teaching it to oh. Winter, and they're teaching it to you, and it's just so good. It's so good. I think that, like, in I romanticize in my, in my mind about, you know, 
like yesteryear sort of like in the 1950s where every single household had a piano and they'd and like maybe this is untrue i'm not sure but then the, at christmas time they'd sit around and they'd sing christmas songs to the piano like that shit <laughs> yes. is the absolute bollocks that is what we need That's, yes i'm yes. like oh <laughs> it's so good like, so if you are a parent right just go and buy a little piano it'll cost a hundred dollar little keyboard oh. plug it in and get your kids into it because it's the easiest route in as a musician watching like trying to figure out how to get my kids into music the keyboard is the way it's so easy so easy for them it's so cool yeah, ma'am. Also, if you're an American listening to this podcast, you now know that that's the bollocks means it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the, the, fu- <laughs> the, the full saying is that's the dog's bollocks. If you wanted the full. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. You know, I've had this thing with my kids around music where I haven't wanted to push um, because... I don't know. Like, I also want to support them. Like, I don't want to be the disappointed dad if they don't fall in love with the bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you guys, if you fall in love with the bass, you got a lot of cool instruments coming your way. Like, I'll hook you up with all the good stuff. Like, when I go, you have any, like, vintage fun thing will be at your disposal. And they're like, boring. (laughs) So, I, you know, I haven't really pushed hard, but my daughter just got excited about the cello. Oh, okay. And and then she's like, Dad, she she chose the cello because her school was like, oh, you know, you need to choose an instrument. She was like, and I was like, oh, drums. You should do drums, drums, drums. And she's like, I think I'm going to do cello. (laughs) And I said, wow, okay, amazing. And she said, you know, and you know, Dad, that actually, if you get get okay at cello, it actually paves the way in my school for upright bass. Wow. What? Like, (laughs) like I... I have such a love-hate with upright bass. I have one. Yeah. I play it a bit. I, I do actually more sessions on it than I do gigs. Yeah. But there was a time in my life where I toured, like, predominantly playing upright poorly. And uh, and I have it, but I just, it's it's in the corner, and it's the thing that's like, hey, I'm over here if you ever want to pick me up and do stuff, you know? And I'm like, I hate you, though. And she was like, I think maybe upright bass. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. But it's... But it's so cool to see, you know, the kids start to interface with music. And have you done this with your kids? Have you taken them to any shows yet? Have you, like, brought them along to see a concert? Dude, I haven't. I haven't. I think it's going to blow their minds. (laughs) I think it's going to blow their minds. Blow their minds. Oh, I mean, have you done it? I've yeah. taken Everly to a few things. Yes. And I haven't taken We're. I think I'm, we're going to take her to AJR, which is like a pop band in the States. I don't know if you know them, but yeah, them, yeah. she really likes them. And I think we're going to surprise her and take her to that. And I, it, it will blow her mind, but she's been like side stage and backstage at some things that I have done, not like massive level things. Um, but she really loves this idea that like, oh, if I go to a thing with dad, there's like snacks in the green room, you know, and there's like kind of like a cool, like, ooh, you get to be sort of part of it. You get to stand on the side, not, and everybody else is in there, you know, doing that. That, That's a pretty fun, when they start to realize, oh, you're part of the music being made. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But I'm really excited too, to just take her to a show as a, as a spectator and be like, with her and and singing my little guy dash who's six isn't maybe quite ready for that experience yet but i'm excited to do with him too but yeah i mean sharing in that man it's pretty pretty incredible i think you're absolutely right and i think that and just just to be um 
uh, explicit as well. Interestingly, I've taken exactly the same kind of um, pathway as you have in terms of we haven't pushed the, the let's play an instrument on our kids. Mm. I kind of wish I had in a weird way because I've got several friends who have got kids similar age to my eldest and they have done they're like you will play an instrument yeah. and their kids are badass several of them right the kids are just great right. i mean like they're on, on whatever instrument they're really great and we never did that i was a little sensitive to it because my dad was a golf fanatic when i was a kid so i grew up with a golf golf, golf yeah so i grew up with a golf club in my hand yeah okay for years and, uh, and and hated it, hated it. But he was just like, I just ah. got, yeah, I got nailed on this stuff. So I was kind of a little sensitive to, to the, you know, to the whole music thing. I was like, I'm not going to tell him to play anything, but we always have instruments in the house. I leave them around the house always in the hope that I'm going to play bass. They'll see me playing bass. They're just going to start picking this stuff up, right? And it never really happened. Yeah. They did play little bits, but it never really happened until the piano. That's when it, that's when it really, yes. it's when it really started happening. So maybe it's just sort of like, you know, different instruments or whatever. And I think that you just got to have them in your house. Yeah. I actually, the, I, I know this, uh, where I got this idea from was I, on the, when I was working on the cruise ships, there's a fantastic pianist called Tim, who was on my first ship and he had four brothers and I went to stay at his house mm. one night and all of the all of the brothers played instruments and in general they just all played all instruments like they all played a bit of guitar they all played a bit of keys there was like a drum kit there um, they all played bass obviously because they play guitar um most of them sang I mean like and they and I said to Tim I was like what's the deal I was like how come you like when did you start playing and he was like oh I don't know I was like, what do you mean you don't know? And he was like, we just had instruments. My dad just left instruments all around the house. So he said, so as a kid, right. he said, I, I can't tell you when I started playing an in instrument. I can't tell you what instrument it was. He said, I just, they were just all around the house. And he said, it's almost like I got to like 12 or whatever, and I could just play a bunch of instruments just by, uh, as a byproduct Jeez. of them being around the house. And I, was, I always thought, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to get a lot of instruments and stick mm. them around the house and let the kids just play on them like they're toys. And that's what's currently happening and has been going on for the last six, seven, eight months. And we have, and since that- Oh, that's that, so cool. Yeah, and since that, we have got them both. Um, they've been having some piano lessons via zoom mm. um, which has been really great they're in really enjoy they're actually really That's enjoying cool. sort of like learning the process of reading music actually and just learning the 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 ins and outs of that i would say my eldest enjoys that more while my youngest enjoys mm. kind of figuring stuff out by ear she's like oh i'm trying to figure out that melody and she's six you know it's great like oh and i have got like a fundamental <laughs> so good a fundamental belief man that i think that everybody should really play a musical instrument i think because I think that yeah. most people want to. I think that it's right. most people want to probably play a musical instrument. I think that Nam, I saw a, a survey that they did um, a few years ago. A friend of mine, Christopher, was showing me this survey um, that Nam did a few years back. They surveyed like hundreds of thousands of people in America. And, it, and, and their survey set came back that 40% of people actually play a musical instrument. That blew me away. I was like, 40%? Wow. 40%. Wow. It's like almost, you know. That's a lot. Almost like, yeah, five out of every 10 people, almost. Half. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, right. It's like pretty, it's almost half. Yeah. It's almost, <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's almost four out of every 10. 
You know, <laughs> it's the dog's bollocks. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, okay. So I, I need to do this with the piano. So, so what I have done is I have taken my, my crazy obsession for the bass and I've packed it all into this little room. I mean, my little spare bedroom and all the basses are in here. The basses never live out there. I need to get a bass out there. I, you know, and, and pop, and, you know, they have their bases, but they're also like, I'm like, oh, this is, oh, you know, my daughter's like, oh, which one is mine? And I'm like, well, yours is the 66 Mustang, honey. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, can I take it around? And I'm like, oh, let's just leave it here. Let's, <laughs> and I need to, God, I need to not be so damn precious about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, you, know? you need to get um, some instruments so, in the house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I always wanted to be a drummer. And so I bought a drum kit. Uh, I have a dear friend that makes these beautiful drums in Minneapolis and bought this drum kit, set the whole thing up, thinking that it was just going to be this gift to these children. They were going to be so excited to have a drum kit in the house. And they could not have cared less. Yeah. Th that's not true. Like, Dash would get on it a little bit, but they just were like, oh, my, yeah. yeah. Yeah, did, and he sit, said, oh, where'd the drum the set go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. It's like, ah. Eh. Really? Same thing. With drums? Yeah. Drums, yeah, they don't care. I'm like, this is the coolest <laughs> instrument in the world. They don't care. <laughs> it's like, are you serious? Yeah, right. Oh, man. So it needs to be a keyboard. Try it. Because it's, it's accessible. You can just walk up to it. It can be kind of quiet. Yeah. Because, dude... That's the thing, too, is we realized, oh, we got this drum kit, and then my son would sit behind it, and we'd be like, please stop playing the drums. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God, it's so loud. Uh, you know, so, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you which model it is after we're off the pod. Maybe yeah, you can I, I can't remember. It's just like a, it. It's got a few piano sounds on it. It's got some like, synth sounds on it. It's um, cool. Roland. I think it's a Roland Go. Is it called a Roland Go? Let me have cool. a look. Roland. Oh, you're going to sell a bunch of Roland these. Go, yeah. Yeah, Roland Go piano. We got yeah. bass moms and dads listening. It's the uh, it's the black one. There's a black and a red, a black one and a red one. I got the black one because the red one apparently has got sort of I think it's got more synthy sounds and I just had these kind of like nightmares about sort of like can you remember the demo button on um oh, yeah, on keyboards? I was just like it's, just them like it's terrible. Yeah and, and and the black one had less kind of sort of like synthy sounds even though it's got some yeah. so yeah roll and go it's like 240 pounds so maybe like 300 dollars or something like that. It is such a great thing. It's such a great thing. I think oh, I love yeah it. let's get all the kids playing man. Like, and this is to all of the parents. Okay. Not just me and you. Like, all of the yeah. parents, let's get all the kids okay. playing. Yeah, everybody. And, yeah. And damn, like, have you seen some of these kids these days? They're so good. Oh, yeah. What? Frightening. Aaron the bassist. Yes. That little dude. Oh, I... <laughs> unreal dude unreal every time i see him i'm like dang i need to take a lesson his feel his <laughs> like, feel's ridiculous his feel and ellen there's this, need to take a zoom lesson there's this young girl called ellen yes she's badass oh yep. so good killing so good. oh i know yeah. oh. i gotta ask you i, I want to ask you about a parenting thing um because someone a question that I get sometimes is like, hey, it, it's from people that don't already have kids. And they're wondering how it's going to change their trajectory. Right? <laughs> and so I, I strap in. 
But you know, okay, so so we start this thing. We start this thing by saying how addicted to this thing we are, and oh my god, we're just trying to be present for our children. And you know, it's probably people are going, Oh dear God, you know. Oh, and then man. we're saying, Well, no, 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 it's great, it's great, it's great. Get him a keyboard, it's great, it's great. <laughs> but I wonder, I would love from your perspective. Um, I had I had an interaction with somebody that I'd I'd love to to share uh, about, but I want to know too, like from your perspective, before you had story, um, and and if anyone listening is like story, story Scott's son, and it was yep. he was your first. Yep, first. I'm right about that, right? Yep. I got that order yep. correct. Yep. yep, and then Winter was second. So before you had story, what were you terrified about, and what of those? What about your terror came true and what was overblown? And then what were you surprised by after you had this new child into like reintegration into music? That's what I wanted. I mean, I know that's a lot. That was a lot. I think I, I think I've forgotten all of them. But sorry, <laughs> sorry. Where are you? How about, let's start with this. Let's start with this. Do the what first were you one. Scared of? Yeah, do the first one. Yeah. So, so here's what's interesting. Do you know what yeah. I was talking about before? I was like, I was saying I don't really look forward in time that much, and I'm kind of just all about yes, yes. now. I didn't really like. I didn't really think about the you know the, the story arriving so much mm. it was kind of like i knew he I'm was learning about yeah you. yeah like i knew he was coming mm. and they kind of like i yeah like and, and that was it i was like i knew he was coming and and we, we kept on saying to ourselves we should probably like do like we should go and like learn some kind of stuff about babies really and like lisa was like we, we should <laughs> shouldn't we and then a few more weeks would go by and then he'd be like oh we should we should do it do it like we should decorate a nursery right so so, so we got the nursery like <laughs> done but it didn't have any fur yeah. we didn't have any furniture in it right just to so i didn't really worry about it so much i wasn't really scared of anything and side note i i always thought i was going to be a cool dad i always for whatever reason i always yeah. i just I, i'm kind of sort of like I'm, I'm a hugger right i'm sort of like a i'm like a super friendly optimistic yeah. dude and i like hugs like i'm re- yes. i'm ready for the dad yes. stuff right so so i always yes, kind of yes. and maybe that's why i wasn't scared about it so much but or, and I just didn't know what the heck I was getting myself into. That was also a thing. So two really fun things to share. Number one is I was in my old, old house, two houses ago, I was standing in the kitchen and George over there, who's in the corner, he's 11 now. He was, yeah, George. he was three years old at the time. And he was a real terror of a puppy. If anybody's ever had a, uh, like a dog, like they're not all, they don't come baked the same, right? He came baked as a little devil. And uh, and he really was a pain in the ass <laughs> when he was a puppy, and and we had we had we had a legit conversation in the kitchen, Lisa and I, and I was like, "Do you think having a kid is as hard as having a puppy?" And and we had mm. a legit conversation about this man. Little did oh, I, I, it was lunacy. I was like, "Like it can't be that much harder, right?" It can't be like, because he was really hard. <laughs> oh, what a dingbat. Yeah. Anyway, so obviously. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, it's yeah, a little right. more complex bringing up a human. Anyway, so we had that conversation. Yes. And then the second thing is, my wife and I were lying in bed, and I can't remember why we're in the, we were sleeping in the nursery for whatever reason. I've got no idea. But um, 
and like and it's half built there's no there's no cupboard there's no drawers there's no cot in there there's no cot right right and yeah 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 which is, i yeah. don't know what, what do you guys call them cots like where the kid where the the babies sleep right and uh Oh, we we would call it a crib. Oh, crib. But yes, yeah. okay. I've, a, I've not built a cot. Yeah, a cot would. Yeah, a cot for us is like um, maybe something like a, a single mattress that's that's set up sort of temporarily. Uh, but but there's no walls to a cot, at least in my you know in my world. But got it. Crib, I got it. Crib, I love right. it. I'm tracking. So we like I, I, yeah, I, I haven't built a yeah. crib or anything like that. Anyway, so uh, we're sleeping and it's like. We've got loads of time, dude. It's like two weeks to when the, the kids, when, when stories are um, arriving, right? Oh, We've yeah. got loads yep. of time. I'm going to get yep. a crib and I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to finish off the decorating. <laughs> yeah. And then Lisa's water yes. broke at like three in the morning. And, and we, we laugh about it all the time, man. She woke me up <laughs> and she was like, Scott, I think my waters have broken. I was like, no effing way i was like and, and this is what i said i was like dude i've not even got a crib well i said i've not even got a cot but she was like oh we haven't got a cot so anyway so we like got out of bed and we were like oh water's a broken oh. and it was like we waited until like eight o'clock i was like right get in the car we're gonna have to go to ikea and get a cot so we jumped in the car lisa's oh. water's still broken obviously zoomed to ikea we've got a We've got a, we bought the car. You're kidding. No, we've got the car. And I'm like putting the thing together. Oh I'm like, oh, God. there's a baby coming. And I was like, I should have read some baby oh book. Oh, my God. I didn't, we didn't read any books. We didn't do anything. Oh. And then 24 hours later. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, 24 hours later, we've got a baby. And, and I can remember just thinking, oh, what the heck am I going to do with this? <laughs> I was like, and, and honestly, Dude, the fact that her water broke and then you went to Ikea is incredible, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I will say, oh my yeah, it was, God. It, it was so funny. We had a real scream. We were just, we were just having a real laugh. Oh. Yeah. And on the day, honestly, like I've, I've heard um, people talking about when they had a baby and you know and i've listened to people on podcasts and i've watched people on podcasts and like and and they talk about when they had you know their baby for the first time and they looked and and they just knew they were just like it was just this amazing experience and moment and they were just like there was yeah. nothing in the world that was more important that was nothing yes. like my experience nothing like oh i, I love it i love somebody it. handed yeah. me story i was <laughs> like oh it's a baby. <laughs> I was like, oh. And I think, <laughs> and You're like, maybe it's somebody else's baby. Hopefully. I, I don't know. Like, do I get to give it back? Yeah, and I, come out, I like, yeah. looked at Lisa and like, she had a terrified face and I had a terrified face. I was like, whoa. And then it was just awesome. And it was just awesome. Like, it was just awesome. Oh, yeah. But it definitely wasn't this sort of like, I didn't cry. I mean, there was oh, that, yeah, 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 was yeah. Just, I was yeah. just kind of like yep. freaked out, but in a great way and a funny way. I was like, oh. Sure, sure. And then we, yes. we, we put, we put oh, him, here we go. We put him in the car to take him home. And like Lisa's like, Scott, you're driving like 15 miles an hour. I was like, don't talk to me. I'm constantly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, just going like so slow. I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't go fast. <laughs> But yeah, so <laughs> of was, course not. Yeah, it was great, man. It was great. I absolutely loved it, and it was oh, it was a ride. 
you know, in terms of just bringing up a child or children now, it's just been wild. So for anybody wondering what it's like, it's just intense. And to your, the thing you asked about as well is like what surprised surprised me. It really surprised yep. me. The sleep deprivation is the worst thing oh, yeah. in the world. It is insane. Yes. Like that first, yes, that first yes. like two or three days where it's just the baby is awake all night and you're it's all the what time is going on. Yeah, yep. it's bonkers, mate. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, I think actually that's so, I feel like it's so helpful to hear, you know, because you're expected to love this baby. Yeah. You're expected to have that thing. You hear people talk about it all the time of, oh, when, when I, when I held my, you know, my child for the first time, this new chamber in my heart opened up. I, I didn't know that I could have more love yeah. in my heart, but I, I did. And I couldn't believe, and, and I like, I like the fact that you're like i didn't feel that way in the beginning yeah. and then you know you grow to have this relationship with this 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 creature yeah that is your child now i will say for me i had that experience well, i was you had i was terrified i did have that experience and i was sort of like i knew that it was a cliche and i didn't think i was gonna have it and I was already like, if I don't have that feeling, it's going to be fine. I know it's, and then I'll even be able to talk about it and be, be one of those cool guys that says, oh, I didn't have that. But then, you know, I got to know the baby and, uh, you know, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's going to be me. And then I had, we had Everly and it's just, went, I mean, it just exploded when they, um, Everly was C-section. And uh, so they pull this baby out of my wife's stomach yeah. and they held her up. I'll never forget it over the curtain. Well, like Simba. And she, and she was, <laughs> like, yes, like Simba, except she was, she was covered in blood <laughs> and she opened her eyes and her eyes looked black Oh God. and she went <laughs> and shook, shook and rain and, and blood rained down on us. <laughs> and we went and my wife and I were like, Oh, <laughs> Like we talk about it all the time where we were like, it, it was like demon child. I mean, <laughs> but after that, <laughs> after that, I, I fell in love with this child really quick. Um, but, uh, I wanted to tell, I wanted to tell anybody that's like, oh, you know, okay. Listening to the base dads talk about, you know, the, the birthing experience and all that. I had a really interesting conversation with Justin Meldel Johnson, and I maybe referenced this a little bit in a previous episode, but JMJ used to lead a forum on TalkBase. I know you yeah, know yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, called yeah. Ask a Pro. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? And I asked him because we were about to have this baby and my terror, my terror and it's so interesting. I just assume that everyone is like me, which is probably a, you know, part of my like my a bit of my narcissism or something. But I just assume, oh, Scott, like me, you were terrified. And you were like, <laughs> nah, man, it just happened. But I was. And my my I mean, I was terrified. And my terror was around how it was going to change my life and how it was going to change my passion of the base. <laughs> got it, got it, yeah, right? Yeah. It was like, you know, like, oh, how is this gonna impact on my gigs? Which is such a asshole thing to think but it but it is the way it's, it's it was the way you know that was my reality yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah yes and so when um i had asked jmj a question in the forum and i said hey just curious 
how you found having a child and marriage to be as a successful touring, you know, musician, bass player with a name and, you know, this amazing career trajectory. Yeah. Because I, I noticed that he um, was married, had a child and then divorced. And then um, this was before I think he had remarried. Uh, and so he, I didn't know, I was just so curious how he was going to answer or even if he would. And he so graciously answered. And it was amazing. He did not sugarcoat it. He did not demonize his ex. He said, boy, you know, I really loved my first wife. I was so amazing to get our daughter out of, out of that marriage was an, an incredible thing. He said, but what I realized is that I am married to my work. Mm -hmm. And of the 10 years that we were married, he said, six of those years, I was on the road. Six of those, if you just count the days, yeah. six of those years I was on the road. He said, and they were good gigs. They were, you know, really yeah. cool, good gigs, typically with good budgets where I could fly the family out. We could, you know, it was, I was making money. I was doing this thing, but it wasn't enough. And I thought, wow. I mean, it was so, JMJ, if you ever hear this, man, it was such a lovely reply because he could have said, Oh man, she didn't get it. He could he could have put onus on oh it didn't work out because you know we weren't compatible or he could have not taken responsibility. Yeah, yeah not yeah, been yeah, accountable yeah, yeah. for his own thing, but he's so self-aware and so smart and then so so wonderful to to be truthful about it and say honestly, I'm married to my work. I was not married. I mean, I was married to her technically, but I was really married to my job. Mm. And I thought, whoa. And it was a real, it kind of like was this gut punch for me at the time because I was expecting him to not be so truthful, I think. Yeah. yeah. And it, it really forced me to take a look at what was going on. So at that time I had a gig that was great money. It was on the road and it, but it wasn't fulfilling in other ways. I didn't, really like making the music. And I also, uh, it was with an artist that was difficult to work for. And so I remember having this thing of like, oh, well, you know, if I have this baby, I'm going to need to to quit this thing. And oh, what if I never make money again? And, you know, um, but, and that thing with JMJ, I mean, I think I could have said to my wife, I need to keep touring and, you know, we'll get a nanny, mm. you know, and then <laughs> I mean, later we did end up doing those types of things. But in the very beginning, I really wanted to be present. I wanted to be around for when my daughter was an infant, you know? And yeah, so yeah. I ended up quitting that gig. And I remember being terrified to quit that gig, thinking like, oh no, this is going to be, you know, yeah. Like what if I, what if you never tour again? I mean, I was already in my thirties. I mean, you know, and I'm thinking yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. over, you know? Yeah. Um, what ended up happening for me, just the short version, what ended up happening, or, or long story longer, uh, what ended up happening is I dug in really deep into Minneapolis. Um, and so, you know, I was around, I wasn't on the road, but I was doing gigs and really like trying to make connections with people in my community. And then f as a result of being grounded or, or, you know, just being home, being off the road, I made all these other things that then when my daughter Everly got a little older some things sprung from that time uh, that I really devoted to being home. Yeah. And so, you know, I think, I think it's absolutely doable. You know, if you're, if, if anyone listening is like, Oh, can you do this? Or will it like wipe out your career? 
it does not wipe out your career, but it does change yeah. your career. Yeah. Right. Or it changes the trajectory of what you are able to do if you want to have a family. Yeah. Um, and I'll say too, I I did take a tour when my son was born. I took a tour that was 10 weeks. It was with Eric Hutchinson and we went out and opened up for Kelly Clarkson and it was incredible, but it was too long. It was too much. And that's one of those things that I look back and I go, mm, I don't I mean, I had a wonderful time on the road, but I regret not being around in the very beginning more with my with my son who is really small and to support my wife. Yeah. So we I kind of found that threshold, right? I quit one road gig and went, okay, we're we're done. I'm I'm gonna be done doing that. And then some things started to pick up. And then, you know, my wife was like, oh yeah, you could you could go do that. It'd be great. I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm. And then I went and did 10 weeks and 10 weeks for me was like, oh, that's not that is not a sustainable amount of time to be gone for me and for my family. Yeah. And I had to just find that out to kind of the two extremes. I think, you know? yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that you, you've got to, you've got to just find it out. You know, you've just got to work like, like anything. Yeah. You just got to get better at it. Haven't you? I think I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. I was, I was kind of questioning whether we should, Every year that we live really should be better than the one that we've previously lived. Health, you know, health obviously being cool and stuff like that. Because we're just, sure. we're getting to kind of like live our lives and, and like practice as we go and, you know, and just, and I think the same. Like Hopefully learning. Learning yeah. and stuff like that. And I think with parents, yeah. there is like a, just a bunch of learning to be done. And I think when you first get into it, it's really yeah. complex you don't know what's going to be coming up. You don't know whether your, you know, your kid's going to be okay. You don't know whether there's going to be health issues. There's so many unknowns. So I think that you've just oh, got to go yes, into it, so true. you know, with your eyes open, but also with like a bunch of positivity. I just sort of, it's it's doable. It's totally doable, and I think that it's totally doable. It's yes. kind of like it's, it's 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 well, it's kind of related. I think that the like pe- being a parent. But also being a husband to somebody like these two things, they're both very similar. They're different, but similar, you know, mm. and they both require, you know, kind of uh, your attention and they require you to yeah. really um, value them. And they require you to bring value into those relationships and turn up and for you to be yes. super present hands up. I really find that a bit hard. Um, oh, you know, like I really do. And I think that, um, I'm just uh, just to close. I, I guess my thoughts upon it. I'm just really, really gr- like I've just got a masses of gratitude for having the ex- the family mm. experience that 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 I've you know um, had over the last few years. Like I really am, and I, like obviously we've not hung out or anything like Absolutely. that. And I don't know your family, but I th- I just get the, the same exact vibe from you that you know the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. The, I mean the being crap at certain. Oh stuff, yeah, but. Like overall, I'm just like so freaking over the moon to have the experience that I've had. And and it's just yeah. Yes. It's, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I I agree. And I should say too that I wouldn't change it. I mean, I, I hear you saying that too, that like, you know, looking back, I think that, you know, people are like, oh man, is it really gonna change stuff? Yes, it will absolutely change everything. And you will be 
so grateful that you did it. Or at least that's my hope. That's the way I feel is I can't imagine my life without my kids. I can't imagine it. And to even think like, I don't know about you, but I remember like thinking back like pre-kids, what the hell did I do with my dude? <laughs> like, what did I do? What, like, did, what did I do? Was I just on talk base all day? I must have been. Oh man, like I was <sighs> such a loser before I had kids and a wife. I was like, <laughs> yes, dude, me too. I was just such a dick. Me too. I was like, what the f? Like seriously, yes. divine. Like what? I did, know. I had all of this time, acres of time, to do whatever I wanted, and I did nothing. Well, I did. I played a lot of bass. Nothing. But I could have done. <laughs> I could yeah, have yeah, done. Yeah. 10 times more. I would argue that I yes. do I do 10 times more now. And uh, like 10 times, more than 10 times. I, I do like 50 times more now with kids than I did beforehand. Because beforehand... Man, I... I it's just, yes. it's just like acres of space. Moore's law, isn't it? Like Moore's law states that, what yes. you know, whatever the goal is that you have or the task that you have is, it will expand exponentially into the, the, the container you give it. Meaning, if you're going to write a book... Interesting. Yeah, if you're going to write a book and you think, huh... I'm going to write a book. I'm going to do it in the next five years. It will expand exponentially and it will take you five years to write the book. Whereas if you, you said, yes. well, I'm going to write a book in six months, the same thing is true. It will expand exponentially into the time you allocate to it, six months. The interesting yes. thing is if you write a book over six months and over five years, just because you spent five years doing it doesn't mean that it's going to be like, you know, X amount of times better. It just means that you just wasted a crap load of time. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and when I look at myself before, yeah. before I had a family, like minimal goals. I mean, just like lots of, <laughs> of course, time, yes. just sort of like, ugh, what a... <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. And, and I'm so glad you said that because it really does bring up this thing of like, I, I felt like I had never been more productive um, than when I had kids. And that's a misconception of people saying like, oh, if I have kids, like I won't be able to do anything. Well, no, because it's this, what's the law that you said it was? Moore's again? law. What's the name of it? Moore's law. Moore. Or M Moore's law. It, it's so true. I remember like the nap schedule. Remember when your kids took naps? Yeah. yeah. It, like there was this thing of like, they would go down and there would be a two hour window that I had to do the thing yeah. that I had to do, whether it was prepare for the gig or cook the food or, or you know, or, or, or go, or go buy the food from Chipotle. That's probably more <laughs> accurate actually. But like, you know, like, uh, I, I found that then, oh, because I knew that when they woke up, there was no putting on headphones and learning the tune for the gig. I had to do it now. Yeah. And it's not to say like, oh, you should have kids to, to be more productive, but I was amazed at what I was able to get done in that sort of scheduled window of time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm like way more yeah. productive now. I, I would argue that most people are going to be more productive with kids than without them. I really do. Like, maybe there's some freak shows out there that are just sort of like beasts, maybe. But, like, for me, for me, <laughs> oh, man, it was just, yeah. yeah. But it's been a blast. Yeah. When you were speaking about that, I was thinking to myself, it is a little more complex. Do you know there's, like, these like these little stages that kids go through, like maybe towards the beginning of their of life where it's a little trickier, like as they get a little older, like four and above has been a lot easier than three oh, yeah. for us, you know, like it's definitely, mm -hmm. it changes, mm -hmm. right? Sure. It's easy for me to be like, oh, it's amazing. Oh, I can remember getting no sleep for like months. Oh, <laughs> oh 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of, there, there's something where like when you look back, there's something that humans do where they rose colored glasses, the past yeah. about kids. And it's a biological, someone told me, and this could be crap. I'm just talking out of my ass right now, but that someone, someone told me that this is a biological thing that happens so that you will have more. It's a memory cleanse. You, you, it just, you go, oh, that yeah. wasn't so bad. Yeah. 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 Cleanses yes. the memory. It's, it, it, that's what keeps the, yeah. <clears throat> it's what keeps the human race alive. Yeah. That you know, definitely, is this ability to go, Oh, that wasn't so bad. Lisa's got yeah. that. She has like, oh, she's just like, yeah, she's like, yeah, it's amazing. I'm like, dude, we didn't sleep yeah. for three weeks. <laughs> you know, it was mayhem. Yes. Just, really? Yes. I'm like, really? And you right. hated everybody. And at the top of that hate list was me. You hated me more than anybody. <laughs> she's like, really? I can't remember that hate list. <laughs> oh, oh, sweetheart, never. <laughs> yeah. It was like insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Oh, oh be- it's great. Before we wrap up, man, I've just got to, yeah. you know, when we, you were talking about the, um, about you getting like super emotional after the devil child moment, after the, af- after the devil child, yes. you know, like then you got emotional. I yes. did get weirdly emotional. Yes. So it's just, this, the, what, like, well, yeah, no, there was like what this moment in time that I really didn't expect to get emotional was when we went for the first scan. When we went for the first scan, oh, oh dude, I, like, dude, I was like so emotional and I didn't expect it. Yes. I'm like walking in there, duh, 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 like Lisa's there with, yep, with, yep, with yep. the belly and she's got the thing on and, the tummy, and they're looking yeah. at the screen. We're all looking at the screen <laughs> and internally I was like, here comes the boo-boos. <laughs> and like, I can remember the, the nurse and like Lisa looking round. <laughs> To, to look at me, I'm like screaming, oh. like crying. It's like, oh. awesome. It was amazing, actually. It was amazing. Oh, dude. But yeah, yeah. So, so that was that time for me. That, I was just like bawling yes. my eyes out. And actually, if anybody's like a few of my friends listen to the podcast and they will remember my wedding as well. When, when I got married. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You just, mate, you just the waterworks, mate. I don't even want to say this. It's so ba- embarrassing. Oh. It was so funny and embarrassing at the same time. And uh, and uh, so obviously, you work on the speech, right? You got to get the speech right. And da, 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 da. thank you. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You got to have. Yeah. It. yeah. So got married. It was fine. Okay. I felt a little yes. tearful in in yep. the okay. in the um, in the ceremony. Little tearful. It was fine. Um, and just to put it out there, guys, like, I never really cry, ever. <laughs> I mean, like, I think the last time I cried, mm, other, yeah, other, yeah, yeah, other than yeah. these last two times, um, was maybe when yeah. I was like, I don't know, like 13 or something. So, um, oh, so yes. we're, we do the ceremony, and, and like we, then we go to the, like, the party afterwards. And, um, oh, man, I wish you'd been at my wedding. You, you'd have had a – like, we had such oh, a great time. Me man. too. It would have been so likewise. good. Oh, it would have been so oh. great. Oh, so likewise. Yes. <laughs> it would have been so great. So we're, we're at, there afterwards. <laughs> we're having the meal and stuff, and everybody's there. And I'm looking around, and I'd, I'd never seen all my friends all in one spot. There was, like, friends there, mm. and my family was there. That's it. Oh, dude. That's you know where I'm going with this. And – Yes. And like people I'd not seen in like years and they'd all turned up all for us, for like my wife and I. And that, yes. and that was so, yeah. and then I finished, finished my dinner and, and I stood up with this freaking speech, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. I got 10 seconds into it. I can remember just like looking around the room 
and had this just the one of the mightiest waves of emotion I've ever had in my life, and I, yes. I couldn't speak. <laughs> I was like trying to trying oh, to read this speech, yeah, and the tears are like pouring onto the page, and the ink's running oh. down the page. <laughs> And my friend Keith, he's like, oh. he's heckling me. <laughs> he's like, oh! <laughs> I've got this, this fantastic friend called Keith. He's like the scariest looking oh, guy you've ever seen. Yeah. He's got no hair, skinhead, yeah. ginger, massive ginger beard, tattoos down his neck. Yeah. He's just the most gorgeous guy. Yeah. And he's hilarious. And he just yes. sees me just like breaking down. And he's like, <laughs> oh it was so funny and like oh, so embarrassing great. anyway i didn't get through the speech i just couldn't speak but anyway, i just had to wrap it up in like 10 seconds oh. i tried to get through it but yeah i just yes. it was so emotional but yeah so just like yeah. thanks like thanks for being here it was so cool. man yes that's that's the thing that i um i remember feeling that feeling and i remember you know Whenever I'm talking to people, if they're like, oh, yeah, we're planning a wedding or something, I'm like, I remember the wedding planning and all the events, all the things up to the wedding were incredibly, incredibly stressful. God. And I mean, I remember even Emily and I admitting to one another, like, we just can't wait for this to be over. Yeah. Like, we had to admit that. Like, we can't wait for it to be over. We're not looking forward to it. We just can't wait to be married and get on with it. Yeah. And then in that space... That group of people will never be assembled again. It's a once in a lifetime. It is, isn't it? It's bizarre, right? isn't it? And yeah, and that's the thing I tell people too. We're like, oh yeah, we're getting married. I'm like, hey, don't miss this thing. And I, I, it's probably so cliche. Everybody thinks this, but I didn't think it before I was in the midst of it. Like, don't miss that thing that all these people are together for you, it will never happen again. If you get married again, if there's a funeral, if there's a birthday party, an anniversary, it doesn't matter. Maybe some of those people, but not all those people, man. All those people together in a room for you, Jeez, man, that's it's incredible. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I got goosebumps when you were telling yeah. me, man. I was like, ah, I remember that feeling. I remember feeling incredible gratitude about it. Oh, it's just amazing. Nothing like amazing. it. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. let's wrap it up. So I love that you cried for that. <laughs> oh, I cried, man. Cried. I love that you a, cried for that. Understatement. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's because maybe maybe it's because you don't cry in a regular, you know what I mean? You're not, yeah. I'm the guy that cries at like a commercial. You know, I'm watching the Olympics and a commercial comes on and I'm just like hiding oh, it from my kids. I do get teary Cry. at films. I do get teary ah, films. I don't, okay. I don't like properly cry, but I definitely like, I well up and like, yeah. I'll have like a tear. You feel Oh it. yeah, oh yeah. Like I feel this <laughs> like, I get super Single warm <laughs> and, I, and I get like the, yeah. like get tears in my eyes. But here's the weird thing. It's never about any yeah. films that you'd you'd think it w- was would be about, right? So oh, my wife was like, have you seen yes, the notebook? Yes. Have you seen the notebook? I was like, no. And she was like, this film reduces anybody to tears. I was like, Okay. Yes. So watch the film. Nothing. Dry eyed at the end of it. It was sad. Yeah, I was like, but dude, Nanny McPhee. <laughs> <laughs> Caught you. Just like, Caught you. Massive big tears. Like, bro. <laughs> was like that. Uh, Nanny McPhee. Oh, Here's another one. Great. Richie Rich with Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, sure. Like, just, I know that. Like, so weird. I'm like, yeah. what the heck is going on? So, yeah. It's unexplainable. I'm not really sure. Anyway. <laughs> Dude, let's oh, it's It's that comedy. It's the comedy that lets you in. And you're like, oh, and then you're all vulnerable and you're open. You're wide open. The comedy gets you in the door. And then they hit you with that sentimentality. It's massive, like, really joyous occasions where, where there's sort of like, it's been funny. Yeah. And there's been like, and then there's like this big kind of like, um, I guess sort of like a ah, moment at the end of the film. Everybody's yes. sort of like joyful. Yes. It's that that kills me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <It's> so good, <laughs> so good. I love it. Anyway, dudes, it's been fa- it's been a family one. It's been a family one. We actually just talking transparently. It's been a family. We were one. going to talk about pedal boards today. <laughs> it's even mm. the, the uh, we were going to. I'm just going to have a look on here. It says in our notes. What does it say? It says the title's going to be. Um... <laughs> oh yeah. What, where is it? I did put it. Oh. Oh yeah. Do you have to build a pedal? Do you board? have to build a pedal board? Right? Yeah. We didn't really go to pedal boards on this one, but we will for the next one. We'll, <laughs> hey, it's all about pedal boards. We sure it? will. Yeah, it's all about pedal boards. And dude, I just want yes, to acknowledge you as well for being awesome and just being super open about this stuff as well. Because I know that I don't know. <sighs> do you know what I mean, like, well, you know, I, like I'm super open about like, well, everything. <laughs> But it's also great to find another human yeah, that's yeah. really, you know, really super open about sharing and stuff like that. I think it's really, really great. Well, likewise, likewise, Scott Devine, it is always a pleasure. <laughs> Dudes, if you haven't reviewed, go do it on the podcast and stuff. Spotify, iTunes, all the places, and we will see you next week. Take it easy. Bye. Cheers, everybody. Mm-hmm.